on this episode of Quantum Week, May 24th through 30th, 2015. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about the movies and music and headlines and our stories from that time period. We are in uh, late May 2015 talking about Mad Max Fury Road and See You Again by Wiz Khalifa. Um, anything we need to talk about right off the bat? A couple of things. First off, Ooh. you're hearing this. January 1st, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Also means I'm starting at a theater near me. That's podcast, right. Where I go see a movie every day in movie theaters for an entire year. So please go subscribe to that if you haven't already. You might see an episode today. Oh. If I figure out how to produce this. Well, we're going to take care of that today. Well, I mean, you'll, a week you'll ago. teach me how. It doesn't necessarily mean. Well, I'll help you. I know. All right. I know. I'm going to try to do it myself, though, on the first. You'll fail. And that's okay. Will I really? Yeah, you're going to fuck something up. Really? Definitely. If I'm really kind of conscientious? What? If I'm like really get conscientious and like try to. Like, no, not- I just, I just, oh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how well. We, we'll I mean, I'll take notes. Yeah, but you get you just get freaked out. Like there's just a mental block with technology with you. It's the, the easiest stuff. Mm. You just are like, no, well, I'm not ta- doing it. No, I'm not doing it. Well, I'll take no. I know I have to do it now, so I'll take that block off. Okay, cool. I you have to remove do the it. block. What's that? You're gonna remove I the block. I have to. All right. I'm, choice. I'm not happy about it, but I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm not gonna produce every one of these shows, but I'll, I'll definitely help any you. of it. I have to produce these. I can't rely on you. It's gonna be all different times. You're gonna give me like an executive producer credit on this thing. Yeah. Uh, you get a best boy. Gaffer. Gaffer. Oh, the um, worst. The gaffer is the, just the guy who tapes down the... Uh, I think I should know that. My father was a... Because gaff tape. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so go uh, subscribe to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Please. hopefully you'll see an episode later, later tonight when I get back from the movie. <laughs> see the movie. And I'll... Did you want to announce what that movie is yet? Yeah, I can. No. Sure. Okay. I mean, probably, it probably already me. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this yet, but it's, I think it's, it's going to be Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right. Um, I, I, as we t- we're taping this on a, uh, on a Tuesday Yep. and not all of this, the film schedules don't come out like Tuesday or, or Wednesday. Usually like you, like, you know, you, every, every theater will release what they're doing for the rest of the week. Sure. So not everything's out, but like 90% of it is. And Ghostbusters is definitely like a movie that they pulled from a thousand theaters last week. So I want to definitely have a chance to see it. So, it so is, you know, for a fact it's at a place. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think I have to go to like, um, Massachusetts, like Beverly or something like that. Massachusetts, uh, Danvers okay. or so one of these towns in Massachusetts to go see North Shore to go see it. Right. Um, but no, actually, no, I'm going. I'm going to Concord, New Hampshire. Oh, really? It's playing a matinee in Concord, New Hampshire. There you go. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is cool. I think there's a lot to talk about with that, obviously. With, no, oh, Matt, yeah. Matt and I both love Ghostbusters. So um, I think I'll have a lot to, to bring, hopefully, bring to the table on that one. Plus, just kind of a, a quick bonus show just to make sure I can. Um, you can do it, right? I can do it. it. Everything, everything uploads okay. Right. We're, gonna, be we're gonna have sponsors, and I don't want to like. Had the first one be this, like, you know, someone paid money. Like, right. Chris. It's just like a disaster. So um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm going to do the best I can. No, it'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, so please subscribe to that if you, if you can. Uh, I appreciate that. And then uh, we're back next week. Yeah, we are. Did you want to talk? You said you know yes, the week? Yes, I do. You don't know this yet. Okay. Uh, we're going to December 1987. Okay. And the holidays don't stop on this show. Oh, no. You might think they do because you're like, hey, it's January 1st. Like, get back to normal. No. Nope. Uh, the... Um, Patreon movie next week will be Three Men and a Baby. Okay. It's a monster hit. I know, huge. It was number one that week, but it was a huge hit. Um, and the Patreon, I'm sorry, the free movie will be Planes, Trains, Automobiles. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That'll be fun to talk about. Uh, that's Hughes as well. It is. And we've talked about other Hughes. It'll be only interesting Uncle to Buck see. and uh, Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone, right. Which uh, he didn't direct. He only wrote. Right. It was Columbus. But uh, right. we'll, no, it'll be good to talk about another one. 
Well, we've talked about fair. Well, yeah, I guess we didn't, we're just we, talking, didn't, we didn't do it yet. We didn't cover it. Did we not care? Talk? Did we not cover Ferris Bueller's no, Day Off? No, we have not. Very strange. Did we have no. the Breakfast Club or, or a lot of those? None of those movies were he, like Home Alone was obviously a monster. Huge. But and Planes of Automobiles made a good amount of money. Yeah. But a lot of those other movies weren't monster hits. They were like definite like solid hits that were, were huge profit. Yep. They're very profitable films because they didn't cost anything to make. But they weren't like like Sixteen Candles was like a monster. Like it wasn't like Indiana more of a Jones. cult then. Oh, I'd say I'd just say it was like a like a solid hit. Yeah. Kind of like a Forty Eight Hours kind of like okay. solid hit. You know, and we eventually got around to that. We'll get around to those movies for sure. But like they're not like mega monster, you know, blockbusters. Um, and then the Patreon movie uh, this week is going to be uh, San Andreas. Yes, you'll get that tomorrow. Which I have not seen. So I've not seen that either. That'll be interesting. It's our first movie with the, with the Rock. It's a very strange. Who you yeah. love? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think he's got some charisma, and yeah. he's been okay. He's been in some movies that are fun to watch, mm. but I don't. You know, I haven't, I, haven't, or I haven't seen a lot of The Rock. I've so seen this is one of my first Rock experiences. I've probably seen maybe I, I would get my guess is somewhere around five or six movies I've seen oh from God. The Rock. This might be my first. I like, actually like, sit down and like watch. Nah. It. Oh, uh, I liked the um, the Jumanji remake with I him. Not, <laughs> it's, it's, I missed it, that. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun. fun. Not not good, but seems, fun. seems great. Boost ass. Uh, I'll be seeing a lot of these movies this year. Unfortunately, not necessarily that one, but those kind of movies that I've avoided oh, tons for of those. my entire life. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, uh, so get I'm, ready I'm for sure mediocre. What's it? Get ready for mediocre. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this won't be the last rock movie I see. Oh uh, no, hell no! I in, mean, in the next year. No, and we'll. I mean, we should cover. We'll cover. I imagine we'll run into another one too. First, uh, Steve Martin too. I believe we've Ooh. done Candy. It is, I think. Yeah, because we haven't done um, Roxanne. We haven't done uh, My Blue Heaven. Yeah, LA Story. LA or, Story. Um, the Jerk. I haven't done the we jerk. almost covered the jerk. We came really close to the nineteen seventy. My uh, that first nineteen seventy nine week. I was gonna say that. Okay, seventy. We ended up doing Alien. I forget those movies what? we did. You're right. Yeah, we om- we came really close. You thought about it. Did. Yeah. Did I really thought about it? If we That'd be did, interesting if, one to cover. If we hit seventy nine again, we're definitely covering the jerk. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Steve Martin's great. Um, yeah, I love Steve Martin. It'll be fun to. Yeah, so that'll be this. that'll be a good. I think it'll be a good one next week. Um, but now. We're doing Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury Road. Fury Road. Uh, George Miller film. I give this an A minus. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I, You know this anyway, and I already know how you feel about it, but uh, I like this movie a lot. I think it's a nonstop uh, adventure. I think it's a uh, beautiful film to watch in terms of the cinematography. The action sequences are amazing. One of the best action films made, I think, I would say. A minus. Yeah, uh, when I first saw this movie, I saw it um, in 2016. I did not see it in the theaters. I've seen it. I saw it on TV, and it's got all this hype. Got a Best Picture nomination. I think that's mm. why I watched it. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch this. You know, I'm excited for it. You know, and I was really disappointed. I gave it. I think I gave it a C minus. I gave it a thumbs down. Yeah, I did not like it. So this is the first time I've rewatched it since then. I kind of knew what to expect. Obviously, I've sure. seen it already. You know. Yep. So um, because of that, because my expectations were very different this time, I enjoyed it a lot more. I'm going to end up giving it a B minus and a thumbs up. Okay. Um, it, and I'll, I'll say this too. You're probably thinking like a B minus, like I love this movie and that, and that's perfectly fine. Um, if you're, you know, in your car listening right now, like I, I, I I'll say this, what Mad Max is doing, Mad Max Fury Road is doing, yep. it does enormously well. Yes. It's just what it's doing. I don't have a lot of interest. You're in. not very interested in action films anymore. It's not just that. It's like, there's no story here. No, there really isn't. There's no it's real, survive the drive. There's no dialogue. Like there's not, I know, but I also, I find that that's made it more challenging for the actors and they did a great job in spite of not having any dialogue. We're good. We're very good. Very good. Um, Tom, you know, Tom Hardy and, and, uh, sure and Charlie Theron are both very good. Yep. The other ones at time could be too cartoonish. Um, 
I think the bad guy, uh, where the guy just died, that, that old man. Yeah, uh, uh, his uh, Im, um, Immortan Joe is his name. Yeah. But what's the uh, actor? Is I got it. Uh, Hugh Keysburn. Or like he does, he does a great job acting with his eyes. Yes. Um, and he's very terrifying, and he only really has his eyes. Um, but some of the acting is is, is is silly or stupid. But I mean, that's also kind of a Mad Max trope. Like if you watch it, the, the Mel Gibson ones, people do like act like all tweaky and weird and yeah. twitchy. And it's like, all right, all right. I mean. It's post-apocalyptic, I nuclear know. wasteland I humans. Know. I know. But sometimes it gets a little like, all right. Well, then, gets, then, the, then the, the question then becomes like, all right, if they're acting like that, all twitchy and stuff, then why, I guess, why isn't everyone? Why are some people grounded and other people are twitchy? Well, I think some of them have things and some of them don't have things. Mad Max, uh, Max survived the nuclear holocaust. He was alive prior to it, so right. that character did have a, he had a family, as right. you, you probably right. remember. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a family and kind of a normal life. He was a cop. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's part of it, where uh, some of the younger folks are, you know, exposed to lack of water, water, right. <laughs> you know, get rid of your water addiction, lack of water, you know, that terrible sun, uh, sun desert conditions. Yeah. They're just going to be, you're, no, you're going to have, have craziness, crazy I know, people. I know, I know. You saw all these people with their radiation welts on them and yeah. the giant feet. Who's yeah. that other bad guy with the nipple clamps and the right, fucking and the weird nose. That, <laughs> I that guy. guy. He's an interesting looking guy. Yeah, so crazy. No, I, I get it. I, I know. It's sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit like, all right, we, we it's a little, a little too cartoonish. <laughs> well, because you don't get all, you know, there's no there's very little dialogue there's no story yes. i mean like all right now having said it though like uh from a visual perspective and from an action perspective is it incredibly effective yeah. absolutely uh the fact that this is made this movie was directed by someone in their 70s is such a mind fuck to me oh my god because there's so much energy in his directing. the cinematographer too is in the 70s yeah he came out of retirement yeah. um but the director more than the cinematographer here for me um the way these shots are done with so much energy and vigor yes like if you watch older directors you will see them slow down a bit uh, it's not well, not always true it's not a rule but it's a pretty good it's a pretty good rule of thumb like yep. it's usually how it goes directors actors slow down like you know look at like a paul newman like you know at the end of he's doing like nobody's fool i know he's an actor but like it's a much quieter softer film you know yes. like and the same thing goes with directors like i was saying probably goes with anyone listening to this show right now or, or myself like you know the, the older you get the the more you you maybe be more careful and maybe you're more uh, conscientious about things but then you're less wild and less that makes sense to me uh you know uh, exciting exciting maybe to some extent but this movie, you think this was, if you didn't know any better, you just like watch the movie, I know any director, you think it was a 25 year old, like a uh, music video director. Yeah. That directed this. Like, it is wild. And like the shots are really innovative. They are. Uh, they are incredibly unique. Um, what he's doing with the editing, how he keeps slowing and speeding up the frames of the film makes this like really like jarring. It's herky-jerky. But that was very similar to the originals too. Like I remember um, as I, I blend Mad Max and uh, Road Warrior, the second one. So I, yeah. I can't remember which one's Me which. Too. I just but there. that action was very, they would do that. Yeah. He would do that very well. It was speeding up the right. um, the film and some action sequences and it gives it, um, makes it more from, but frenetic. The, but these action scenes are so much more effective. Yes. And I know obviously yes, 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 of course. 35 years later right. or whatever. I get it. Technology but like, differences. But like they're almost like it's by a different guy. Yeah. Like he's like doing things in, in from a cinematic point of view, from a scope point of view. Um that yeah, some of those shots in the original Mad Max are really cool. Some really cool shots of the road like looking up and the road yeah, just, yeah. Looking, just looking straight across and stuff like that. So really like wow. Like really makes you see the kind of the depravity and the loneliness yes. of Max's existence, especially by the end of that movie. Uh the first one. But with this, he's doing, it's not even about like tone or mood. It's just about like, just fucking like an onslaught yep. of action and just 
just wildness and energy. Yes. Um, it is. It's almost like getting, I guess, like the first six minutes of this movie are wild. They are. Like when they kidnap Max and he's yes. running through the cave yes. and then he almost like falls off that cliff and he yeah. jumps. Like all of that is so frenetic um, and it's a great epilogue. It's a great, or I'm sorry, a prologue. It's a great, like, um, uh, what do they call Like, what are the orchestration called uh, when, before a movie starts? These have an old movies. Um, Maybe that would be a prologue. What would that? No, no, no. I don't uh, know. It's, it's orchestration. Oh my God. I don't know. People are probably yelling at their the podcast right now. Podcast machines right now. Um, maybe their phone because that's where they yeah 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 they listen to their podcast. Well, you don't know what that's called. You're a fucking music guy. Yeah, that's trying to think about it. Bad job by you. Um, yeah, but we're talking about like pre uh, orchestras like before before there were talkie yeah. movies like in the I don't know like if you watch like uh, if you ever like rent like a movie from the 60s 70s it's pretty long. There's like a 10 minute like like the same thing happened with Hateful Eight. There's like 10 minutes of just music. Oh. Before it. it's like a black screen. Uh, it's not an overture. Yes, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. what you would call it? Yes. Um. It's almost mm. like that because there's no real dialogue. No, there is. It's just simply setting a mood and letting you know this is kind of what you're in for. Yes. And yeah, it's not the music in this, in this movie, by the way, is great. Uh, the score is awesome. It's pounding it. I actually have a problem with the score. That's oh, really? my one kind of negative. Yeah. Oh. I, and it it bothered me more this time. The first time I saw, I think I've seen it. This is the third time I've seen it. Okay. Now I saw it in the theater. All right. Um, and loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then saw it again because I a few years later because like oh I want to watch oh, this yeah, again. Yeah. But uh, it bothered me more this time. I thought that the use of this, like the symphonic ensemble didn't fit the mood hmm. of the, of the, the movie. Like, and it wasn't, it wasn't creative really. It was very much, um, it was just kind of simple themes that were kind of happening over and over and over. This and I understand why. simple though. That's I know. what this movie is. I understand why it's like, you don't, you also don't want it to get in the way, but I just felt like it could have been, there could have been other, I wouldn't have gone with a straight symphony. I just love how it keeps driving. It just it, keeps it, it driving does. and it driving. Because yeah. all this movie is doing is just keeps driving. And I you. did like, I, you probably thought this was cheesy. I do like the touch of the guy with the guitar and the too. thing and the and the, the drummer. And I liked incorporating those elements into I, it. I liked it as well. I, I thought that was really I cool. I thought it was good too. Yeah. Um, but I didn't love the score. Didn't I, love I guess that's an issue I have with this. And I know I'm probably getting hung up on the wrong things here. No, I'm sorry. But I, 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 when they don't have a plot in a movie, I just get kind of like, I don't say bored, but I get, I'm looking for other things then. Sure. So I'm just like, all right, there's no story here. And I watch movies for stories. That's why I enjoy going to movies. Uh, watching movies is a good story. Yep. So I'm kind of hung up on like, all right, so we have cars at work. Yes. You know, and I love the cars. And like, I know in real, those cars actually really like work in real life. Frankenstein cars. Yeah. Cool. Like I love that. Like it seems yeah. like really like, it seems, obviously we don't know what a nuclear holocaust would look like, but it seems like the kind of thing. Well, they got to piece shit together right. with, from seems, what they have. It yeah. seems realistic. But then like other basic things they have like no idea about. And you're like, all right. Like, well, I think that was the, the system of oppression is why. I know, but even like, it seems like no one knew like things. Like, I don't know, like the the Immortan Joe and like his little clan up there in the yeah. in the heavens. They seem to have their shit together pretty well. Like they had books and they had, like they had water and pumps right. and all. They had kind of they were living more of a normal life. Yeah, don't you think? I guess so. It was just everybody. I maybe I would have spent some more time with them and seen that life. That's just not what this movie was. This movie was a survival movie, uh, you know, an hour well, and 45 this, minutes yeah, of, it's, of it's survival. Yeah, it's a car chase. I yeah. Mean, which is fine, I guess. Well, I, this this type of thing, it has to be good, but this type of thing sucks me in. Like, I, I understand wanting a story and being focused on a story and seeing um, characters evolve and their decision-making in, in um, you know, in different different scenarios, but, but this, but if it's done well, this type of movie can suck me, suck me in. It doesn't suck you in like that. Um, like I was just like riveted. I, I think back to like speed. Yeah. Okay. So speed, when I, I saw it when I was 14. Right. Um, and it completely sucked me in. Like I was all in. In fact, if you asked me when I was 14, what are like the 10 best movies of all time? You would put speed in there. I, speed is, I think, might have cracked the list. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, 
but like you know every decade or so i'll go back and rewatch it and i'm just thinking like oh this movie like i and i love the cover for the show but like it's like True. oh like it definitely doesn't have that same hold on me yeah like i think i've like aged out of action movies to some extent yeah and like i definitely respect the craftsmanship of this film and i really respect the energy of the director and uh, a lot of stuff's being done here but um there's no story. So it's like, this is just stupid. The cat's going crazy. The cat is fucking What's nuts. Happening? What's wrong with you, Len? What the fuck is your problem? Oh, you just miss your papa? Well, I'm sorry I wasn't paying any attention to you, but I'm in the middle of a fucking show, asshole. Dude, this dickhead today, he like, he spends a lot of time on Barbara's lap. All right. A lot of time. Like yeah. she's working because she'll sit still. I don't have that capability to just mm. sit still. So he'll come and he'll try, like he'll try to hang out on my lap for a little bit but then he'll get shifty because I'm not in the position that he likes and he'll fall off my lap and stab me with his goddamn claws. He nailed me in the fucking thigh today. I had mm. to like toss him off. I was like, ow, motherfucker, that hurts. Now he's screaming his head off. Yeah, and you're not vaccinated. It's, 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 <laughs> well, you gotta get rabies now, right? Cat vaccinated? <laughs> if I no, get, rabies. If I get that thing, right? Rabies, I'll rabies. share it with you, motherfucker. I, I'm vaccinated. You're not against rabies. I think I am, right? <laughs> no, you need shots in the stomach for that shit. Oh. Yeah, that's but do we have tetanus? Yeah, that's definitely tetanus. Yeah, that's yeah. different than rabies. You get that? Rabies, the foamy mouth. Yes, of course right. I get. I'm an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, so speed. It. So speed. So uh, speed, but, but, right. so, but yeah, this so, didn't... But like so the same kind of, you know, it's uh, you know, it's not a lot going on there from a character point of view or from a story point of view. No, really. there isn't, no. But at the end of the day, it's like a really effective action movie. Although it is neat to see the relationship develop between those two. It's okay. Between Keanu Reeves and... Uh, it's okay. Well, I, I, like, I like Sandra Bullock a lot, but it's yeah. okay. Uh, you know, Die Hard, which we both love on this show. Um, yep. I just think Die Hard has enough plot dialogue. There's enough going on, like, where I can put away the, just the vast emptiness that's actually happening on screen in sure. front of me a little bit. Yep. Where with this, like, this is, this is a tough one because there's so much care in every facet of this film, except for the, the story. But, like, but how, like, where would you fit the story in this? Where would you fit it? This is two hours of car chase or whatever No, it's it not supposed to be that. As I was saying, for, for what it's attempting to do, where it does, it's very successful. I think some it. movies can just do that. Some movies can just be a visual onslaught, can just be I'm an sure adventure. I'm sure you're right. It doesn't mean I have to love it. No, that's true. And I'm not going to love it. And I know people do. I know this is, a, you know, if you look at the top 10 lists for the decade, um, the teens, um, this movie is number one on a lot of people's lists, like the best movie of the decade, not of the year, the decade. I mean, I, I'm never going to go that far with that, with this movie, but it's, I think it's a very, very well done movie. Very good. Yeah. I mean, and, um, it's just not there for me. Yeah. Um, but having said though, like, uh, I definitely enjoyed it more. I will say this is like, as a rewatchable point of view, it actually is immensely rewatchable because there's so much detail really is. in all of these characters and uh, Miller does such a great job building this world. Like, so, you know, each car even has its own unique character it to it. And like the people inside the car, like um, there's so many interesting, unique things to look at. So it's like, oh, I could actually watch this again. Like, yes. There, there is, there is a lot there. Um, and I get it. I mean, he, he said from day one, he's like, no, I want to make basically like a two hour like car chase. Like I want to do, this is what I want to do. And, um, and he did it and he, it's effective. And, uh, he got great actors. I think Tom Hardy's a really good actor. He is a really good actor. So um, Charlize Theron. He never does too much. And no. a couple of times you see a little bit of his personality come out. And yes. it's, re it's really fun. Like, that's bait. That bait. Uh, yeah. And that's a great gift. Um, perfect gift. Obviously. But like, but the reason it's a gift is because like, it's his personality. He's kind so of, good. Yeah. Right. He's so good at selling it. And um, there's even a moment where he looks at that, at that, uh, the pregnant girl. 
Yeah. After she survives and he kind of gives her like, you know, she almost yes. dies. Yes. And he's like, you know, all right, you know, yeah. good, good yeah. job on you, but like, be careful. He kind of says it all and just kind of a look. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, that's a character that, that's an actor that can do a lot. Um, you know, we saw it in Dunkirk. We see it yes, in exactly. uh, Dark Knight Rises. He always has shit in his face. He's <laughs> wearing his mask all the time. Um, he'd do well in COVID, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but um, so he can emote with his eyes really well. Um, even though he's a big, strong action hero, he actually is a genuinely a good actor. He's a very talented actor. And then Charlize Theron is like one of the best actresses in, yep. in the world, like full stop. Like yep. she's really good and she's really good in this. And she has to carry a lot of the emotional, almost all of the emotional hype to this movie on her shoulders. She really does. That's a good point. Uh, I like the acting in general. I like uh, Nicholas Holt too. I think he does a great job as uh, kind of a third guy here. It's a little much. You think he's too much? Yeah, it's, it's a lot Aww. too much. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I like him. I, 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 don't, I don't like him. Whatever. It's just stupid. He's not stupid. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying he's stupid. The way the character is written is stupid. And I don't he, think the so. actor is kind of the, the actor. I'm sorry, the character is kind of stupid. The uh, actor, I'm no, sure I don't think so. Uh, they uh, needed one of them to turn. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's too too much. It's so silly. What is? I like I like the actresses actually. And like Zoe Kravitz yeah, is in it, yeah. is in that group of uh, Riley Kilo is she's yeah, and yeah. think they do a good job of not they being do. too much. No. Um, so that was actually, uh, I enjoyed watching them and Zoe Kravitz, her career is like blowing up. She's the Catwoman in the new Batman movie oh, coming right. out, uh, in March. And, um, it seems like she is just gonna just completely Definitely the, explode. one of the more talented members of the family. Definitely. <laughs> That's right. Lisa Bonet, you don't like her? <laughs> oh no, I do like Lisa Bonet, but um, still. no, but her, she, you know, she's, she's definitely seems to be on the rise for sure. And, um, she's, she's good in this. Like all of those actors, I think do a good job. I even like the old ladies they meet at the end of the movie. Yes. In that third act. Yeah. Like they all do a good job. That's what I mean. I, I like when those characters are grounded when it's too much of the twitchy stuff. It's like, ah, right, like this is just a, you're kind of being weird for weird sake. No. Yeah. Some of them are weird. Yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. I understand. Jesus I understand Christ. It's post-apocalyptic. Doesn't mean everyone needs to be fucking. Not you know, everybody is. But all of those people were strung out the same way and stuff. You're like, all right, everyone's yeah. going to behave. It's, well, they were, they were sort of made into an army though. Yeah. Would, you could kind of see that that's the way a military would work in an apocalypse. I, and I know you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not that kind of movie. So I just, I have to just kind of accept it. And it's getting a thumbs up for me. So there you go. Whatever that's worth. No, but B minus um, is too low. What's that now? Be minus too low. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people will agree with you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I can only can only judge from what I see. I'm not going to, um, you know. I think we could talk you up to a B. Probably not. Maybe a B plus. Um, but uh, I would have liked to see more of the bad guy. Um, was it was it Joe? Joe? And more than Joe. Yep. Um, his name. His names are silly. They are. Uh, I think too silly. Like how far? Jesus Christ. How far are we from... You said, we say, we both agree. I know. Max it's a very saw strange. the world end, right? Yeah. Uh, he, yes. Max so, is 30? Well, here, no, here he's definitely in his 40s. No, he's not. Yes, he no, is. No, he's not. Are you kidding me? Tom Hardy is, look Tom at that Hardy's actor. two years older than me, and so he made this in his late 30s. Yeah. All right, so he's not, so Max is not supposed to be 40 here, by the way. I think he is. I don't think he is. George Miller went out of his way not to cast Mel Gibson. He said he wanted a younger oh, well, person. because Mel Gibson but, but he said 60. that back in 2006. Yeah, okay. Like he wanted a younger, I think he's supposed to, I think Max supposed to be in his 30s. He's not supposed to be too far removed from Beyond Thunderdome. It's supposed to be like a natural kind of like in that same universe. Okay, so I'll give you this. The time time period don't, doesn't really like people work like, out. They're calling themselves a Morton Joe and everyone's like strung out. It's like, what is it, 20 years after this happened? Like there'd be some <laughs> sort of like, relationship with modern society that now apparently doesn't exist anymore. Right. Like, well, maybe stupid. there was a downward trend before. I don't Certainly know. Certainly is. Well, give you, I mean, do you remember Thunderdome? Thunderdome. Yes. That like, that was a crazy place they too. they were plane crash survivors, right? That's what the whole thing was? Yeah, as children, as kids. As kids, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It, just, it seems kind of, it seems weird. I, I like it too, too, too weird. A Morton Joe. Anyway, Morton Joe. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
I guess I, I was reading one of the things. I guess they, uh, the the costume design, which is impeccable, this great it's costume, design. crazy. Um, I guess one of the things you noticed on a Morton Joe is he had like a U.S. military pin on. He does, which is interesting. So, yes. like, oh, is he American? But then why would he be in Australia? I don't know. Weird. I bet. So, like, I, I don't mind. I don't. I don't need everything resolved, so I don't mind his little character touches. But I would like to see a lot more of that him because I did honestly just because I, I thought he was really good. Yeah, me too. So I'm I like, love oh, to see more of this. Guy. I loved them putting his costume on too. Like they yes. dress him in the beginning yeah. too. Like you see him, he's you know he's definitely affected by the environment. But they put on his his like armor plate, which yeah. gives him abs, which is right. really cool, and then his cod piece and all that shit. I thought. That was pretty amazing to see them suit, suit him up because you but get that sense of what he's like doing. he's almost dead, but then at times he's okay. Same thing with the uh, Nicholas Holt character. At times this guy's like nearly dead, but other times he's pulling. Well, he got the blood rope. transfusion. I, I know, but like, all right. I think that's part of that's what's going on here is they they replenish themselves with the blood for, because mm. they've got poisoned blood from the right. I don't know the solar activity. So why doesn't Max have poison? I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on with Max. I mean, Max might have just lived. I don't know. Because he's in his car a lot. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that would protect him. I don't know what's protecting him. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you want to, you know, you want to introduce blood transfusions and have it be, which is a pretty big part, especially the first act. Um, you know, it's the reason. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But then you don't really explain it. It's like, that's not great storytelling. Well, the other thing is not everybody's affected the same way. I wonder if, um, because Furiosa isn't either. I mean, she right. lost an arm, but, right. but she's not all, she doesn't have all the, yeah. all the radiation no, problems. Right. But it seems like she might have been part of his little cabal, though. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful but he's woman. Effect, but he's affected by it. So right. yeah, she was stolen as a kid. Yeah. I wonder if she even had kids or. Uh, I know. I know. You know. She definitely seemed obviously there's a lot of trauma there. And that's uh, yeah. That's what Charlie Theron does such a great job in this movie is like you just see it. You don't need to say it. It's simple, no. You can you can see it in her eyes, and that's great acting, and that's good storytelling. You know, they don't they don't need to do too much of it. But at times they seem to just they focus on on details of like, all right, we're gonna have this car look this way. We're gonna have this person dress this way. We're going to have all these details to the, you know, 10th degree on all this stuff. But then like, oh, like major plot points. Well, <laughs> I think it's more subtle in the dialogues. <laughs> really like, need to explain you, that. you have to see them build trust with each other without Why an ally Why do they kidnap dog. Max at all? Why do they kidnap Max? In the beginning of the movie. Um, like, oh, how did he end up there? Well, the I think they're, they're all scavengers. Yeah, and yeah. so they run across this guy, and right, he's right, he's a fresh. Then why are they tattooing his back? Oh, could they? They, they his, were branding him, they tattooing put his him. Blood type, and they put they other did. nonsense on there. They couldn't. Uh, what out. was the other nonsense? I can't remember. But there was the blood type, right? And I'm sure there's reasons for these things. They just would have been. It's not very clear. Not, no. not very well fleshed out. No. Not 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 a great not a great story. In fact, a pretty pretty terrible story. But everything else it does so well. So it's like, all right, well, it's not a terrible story. It's just non-existent. Well, it's just that's that's great. No, bad. it's it's take these women to a safe place, yes. and then well, the Let's safe place back. ends up being backwards where we came it's from. Pretty dumb. If you just like write out the story, if you no, take, you have yes. to take these if, hail marys. If you write though. out the story, <laughs> hail marys. What was what was Furious there? Like a boomerang. What was Furious? <laughs> what was Furious gonna do? What was for? What was she gonna do? She's like, I, I can't take this anymore. These 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 girls are being pumped for milk mm-hmm. and uh, and having new warlord children. Warlord children. We got to right. get them out of here. Right. So what's the best thing that she could do? Well, take them to the only place that I know, which is where I came from. Right. So I understand. You, so, but what's that? Well, what's Matt, you understand, that? you understand this is a fictional story, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. So the so when they wrote this, they probably had some options. <laughs> I know, but like what? I'm just saying, like, you don't need. What do you need though? A what story would be nice. And how, and how about somebody doesn't actually just boomerang them right back? Which, like, on paper, you're like, oh, cool, they're going to go back to where they came. But then you're like, oh, we're just going to go back well, to where came. But it's because they're sad. She's sad. She's, she finds out that where she came from is now a shithole. Look, this, this is about as top-heavy or bottom-heavy a movie as we've ever covered in this show. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to be too, too negative. But, like, I, I think, like, we have to address, like, 
This is that there's not a lot of story stupid. here. I'm just like you think. What do you mean it's stupid? The story is stupid. The other things are like we had to so get complex someone. and interesting. And like, I know. So it almost kind of makes me annoyed too. No, it's like, no, no, no. You're yeah, just yeah, pushing yeah. forward. No, 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 no. Because no. like, all right, if you can do those things, and I know, uh, what did he write? Lorenzo's oil, uh, George Miller, which is he, very interesting. I saw him as a kid. He wrote Babe. He wrote Babe, right? And he directed. Did he write Lorenzo? He might have wrote that too. Uh, he did the, the Happy Feet movie as well. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what the fuck? Well, in fairness, this this movie was in um, production hell. It's supposed to happen yeah. during 9-11. I know. Then it's supposed to happen in Iraq War, I guess. And um, and no one wanted to fund it. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't know what to do with it because it would have cost it cost a shitload of money to make. Oh, it did. Yeah. Hundred million or something. Yeah, Hundred fifty million. Yeah. And um, it cost an enormous amount of money to make. It lost money. Like it made more. I think it made like one eighty worldwide. But like, but when you consider marketing, it lost a shitload of money. It said that, but then the numbers didn't. The numbers did not show that it would have lost money. It, could, it would have been like a hundred million in fucking advertising. Yeah. You think it was that much? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. Okay. So maybe it did. Yeah. Well, uh, so you're angry about it because, because of the plot. I'm well, just, just saying like, like, I'm like, if, if in, in a world, okay. You can't have everything be complicated in a comp. If, if there's a lot of visual complication, mm-hmm. um, cinematography, all that stuff is very complicated. Do you really need a, a very complicated story? I don't, need, I don't need a very complicated. I need a story. The story is a story. save these girls these from girls. slavery, so from fair, milk so slavery. It's Gretel one. <laughs> like, all right, I don't know if I, 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 I'd be nice to have a little more. And like I said, the frustrating thing is like you see, this isn't like Bone Collector. We're like, all right, this guy, whoever made this movie is just trash. Like, this guy yes. sucks at making movies. This yes. movie sucks. There's nothing redeeming here. It's just total shit. This is like, oh no, everything about this movie is really redeeming. Actually, it's quite Masterful yeah. and really amazing and really impressive. You're like, all right, well, then you just need this one more ingredient. The problem is the ingredient is the most important one, but for me, but I know for other people it's not. No, most people didn't agree. I mean, this was a, te- you know, it was Best Director too, wasn't he nominated for that? He's not Best Picture, Mr. I want to go to was 10. It was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. It won six. I know. All, all technical, but uh, but still, it's, it's an impressive achievement. Very impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm in the minority here. I'm not saying I'm right. And this is a crazy, I mean, I am saying I'm right. crazy right, year too. Crazy year. You're not right. This was a stacked year for movies. This, this is a, a quietly. So this is a year that a lot of people don't refer to as a stacked year, but I personally completely stacked. Um, so here's what was up against the best picture. Yeah. Spotlight. This is a spotlight year. Yeah. Um, which, which is good. I like spotlight better yep. than this, but I know a lot of people don't. Um, I think I like this better, but spotlight's good. I think if they had a redo of uh, this year, uh, this would win. I think in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, I can um, see that. So here's what else is nominated. Big Short, which, yep. is, which is also very good. good. Bridges Spies, I've never seen. Very good. But it's excellent. Her Rylance is really yep. good in it. Very good. I need to see that. Uh, Brooklyn, which I have not seen. Have not seen, don't know it. Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. The Martian, which is, I very like good. better than this. Yep. And then The Revenant, I like better than this. Very good. And Room, which I like very better than good. this. And that was actually my pick. For I think you're picture. right. Uh, so I agree with The Martian, Room, and Revenant. I think those three are better than this movie. Not Spotlight or... Um, not Spotlight or... Room, or, or um, Bridges Spies. Bridges Spies. It's or Big good. Short. Big Short's better than this, too. By the way, Brad Pitt uh, produced Big Short, so he got an uh, Oscar nomination. Yeah, he did. And he produced um, and won for uh, 12 Years a Slave, too. Right. Um, one of the best directors in the last 15 years. Uh, producers, rather, in the last 15 years. Yes. No, one, no one thinks it's of Brad Pitt. Uh, best director, um, you know, in a raw two for Revenant, which won. Um, so it's interesting. Spotlight wins Best Picture, but uh, Tom McCarthy does not win for Best Director. Yeah. Uh, the Revenant is really interesting. That's yeah. a really another visual visual Marvel Stunning. movie with a story that maybe is a little bit not you know not the best story, but it's still a better story than this. But oh yeah, um, uh, I really enjoyed Revenant. Yeah, um, very good movie. The Big Short, Adam McKay. Who? Oh, can we talk about Don't Look Up for a second? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, okay. I will see it, but uh, no, I want to see it. Uh, okay, I want to see it, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. 
I'll, I'll watch. It's on my list. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But yeah. Okay. I'm really curious to get your take on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll, we'll put a pin in that. All right. Uh, Mad Max, Fury Road, George Miller. I don't have a problem with him getting on my best director here. Uh, look, a director doesn't write. I know he did write it, but you know, but that's not his job. His job, if you're just looking from a director point of view, like Miller completely deserves a nomination. Oh yeah. Get the most out of your actors. Make it. Oh, just, just, make, just, just the things he's doing are so unique. Yeah. And he makes a, a movie with no story. Very compelling and interesting. Yes. Like, I know I didn't love it the first time I saw it, but watching it again, I'm like, all right, well, I, I, you know, I kind of pulled a Roger Ebert with this great movies, right? I'm like, <laughs> the more I'll see this, it, where it's in such high acclaim, the more I'll like it. Yeah. Uh, and Lenny Abrahamson uh, for Room, which is, I think, uh, I said the best movie of that year. Um, and so it obviously didn't get any of the other major nominations. Um, until cinematography. Thought, was it uh, so Theron? Charlie's didn't no, get No, she didn't get nominated. She didn't get nominated. Um, hmm. But it won for best sound editing. It won for best sound mixing. That, that makes sense. And you know, you're going up against you know, the technical awards. You're going up against some of the movies we mentioned, but also like Star Wars, That's Force right. Awakens. Um, Sicario was for sound editing. Another good movie that year. Um, this, this movie here is stacked. Hateful Eight for cinematography. I know you, you don't like that one, but, but I do but like cinematography it. Cinematography was amazing. It's amazing. Um, Revenant won, by the way. This, yep. this did not win for cinematography. Do you have a problem with that? I do. This is, uh, yes, this is- More than Revenant? Revenant is beautiful, but a lot of it's the setting. I mean, you have some work done so is for this. you. Yeah, but you, no, there's a tornado no, and I, all the car shit. I mean- And I guess 90% of this was actual effects. 10% was CGI. Really? I, well, it looks, it looks there's good. There's an amazing shot in this movie. Um, it's a shot of, I think it's Max. I'm sorry, I forget who it is. Their head is in the sand. But when you first see it, it looks Max. like a mountain. Yep. And you don't really know what you're seeing. It's right in the beginning when yeah. his car is covered in. Oh no! Wait a minute! No! 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 It's, it's after the. It's after the. Right, uh, it's in the first I think act. It's Max. Though. Yeah. Um. And he picks. He picks his head up, and he yes. realizes. But the way it's shot is so like it's kind of jarring. You don't really know what you're looking at, but it's also like really compelling. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's a. It's a shot like oh this. Like oh this is a genius director like we're 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 at hands here of a of a of a brilliant man here. Um. Oh, uh, so was it uh Roger Deakins who did uh, Sicario though? I yes. Think he, I think he was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, when I saw this, I was like, who, who's a cinematographer? I don't know the cinematographer, but... Uh, this, fucking... Yeah, this was John Seal. Right. Uh, who I don't know a ton about. By the way, the cinematographer for the uh, Revenant was Emmanuel Lubisky. So a few guys, I don't really have a, honestly, a big understanding, no. big knowledge. This is better. Revenant's great. It uh, looks great. But th this is better. This is harder and better. I'm going through some of uh, Seal's work here. I think, uh, did he, he do the other you know Mad Max? he did? That's really, really well shot. What? Not a good movie, but it's The Hitcher. Which I haven't is seen fucked that in up. forever. Rutger Howard, see Thomas Howell, yes. Jennifer Jason Lee in yes. uh, one of the most brutal roles you'll ever see. I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, I would recommend checking out if you want like a, a really disturbing horror movie from the 80s. HBO all the time when we were kids. Oh my God. I saw it a ton of times. But uh, I, I would say it was on HBO every day and, it's, yeah. and it has, and like, if you know what I'm talking about, it has one of the most brutal death scenes you will ever see in any film. Oh, shit. So the fact that this was on, so like when Matt and I were like coming home from school, Cause it wasn't just on, on at night. It was on like, at like five in the afternoon. Yeah. I saw it a bunch of times. And like, it is like one of the most violent things you've ever seen in film. But, but he, um, he shot that, which makes sense because it's really well done yeah. in a kind of a, a, kind of a stupid movie. Um, he did the cinematography for Rain Man. Okay. Dead Poet Society. Okay. Uh, Lorenzo's Oil, which we talked about earlier, which yeah. Miller did direct. Right. Um, American President. Okay. Which is interesting. He's an Australian guy. That feels, I know it's the name of it, but he does a good job capturing would become like the West Wing, you know, that mood and that, yeah. that look. Yeah. But he's an Australian guy. That's pretty, that's, to capture American politics like that. It is, well, he also hasn't done any really action films either. Talented Mr. Ripley, which is beautifully shot. That is beautifully shot. Covered that very early on our show. Yes. Um, First one, right? 
Or one of our favorite movies he, he did. What did he Poseidon. do? Poseidon. <laughs> oh, oh maybe he needed work. You see why he went into retirement a couple yeah. years after that. Um, yeah, and he's an old guy by this time, so that's that's crazy. Very he, old. Not yeah. a lot of action. I mean, The Hitcher, but that's not really action. That's more horror. I, yeah, that's more, yeah, it's a disturbing thriller. Yeah. He's 79 now, so he's like in his mid-70s when he- Crazy. He, he, he an English patient. Did I say that already? Oh, yeah. So um, I, he did he, The Firm. He might have won for English patient then. Yeah, I believe yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, he did The Firm? Yeah. That's good, too. So, I mean, quite a career he had. Um, but never, not not like this, though. This I, should, is, I should be more familiar with him, honestly. I'm a little embarrassed I'm not. Yeah. Um, and this, 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 one, this one for makeup and hairstyling, this one for costume design, yeah, no problems there. That. I mean, those are brilliant, 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 brilliant jobs. Uh, best film editing. Uh, Big Short was nominated. I have, I have a soft spot for Big Short, but this probably is better edited. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not it, because this is edited really well. It's so intense. Yeah. Yeah. And it does a really good job keeping that adrenaline up the entire time, which is no easy task. No. Um, it did not win for best visual effects. It was nominated. A movie called Ex Machina won. Ex Machina. Thank you. Another good film. I've never seen that. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe not right up your alley. It's a, it's very good. It's robots and shit, right? Uh, one. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, you should see it. All right. Yeah. But it shows you how stacked this movie year was though, right? Yeah. That's also in there. So, I mean, and we haven't even gone through some of the other, like that movie, that movie year was just a, a monster. Um, so yeah, Mad Max Fury Road, I think it's good. I don't have anything else on it really, but uh, I, I'm getting a B minus. I'm sure a lot of people in the car listening uh, are giving an A, which I understand, but. Yeah, um, I don't think I have anything else. So why not an A for you then? Why A minus, I guess, is my last question. Uh, because the score bothers me a little bit. I like the score. And Junkie XL, by the way, is this guy's name, the score. Junkie XL? That's the guy's name. J-U-N-K-Y, Junkie? Junkie XL, <laughs> Junkie XL. What? Right? <laughs> Let's see here, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, if I'm wrong, that's, that's a funny... Uh, <laughs> I'm right, Junkie XL. Interesting. See? What else has he done? Or he, she? What? Who's Junkie? It's, it's a. It's a guy. Oh, it's, it's like Moby. Like the kind, same kind of oh, thing. You know, it's not. It's, yeah. not, it's not his real name. Man. It's not. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. It could be Junkie. Junkie. Uh, he's done. Oh, he did Justice League. Uh, Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, a lot of these aren't good. He did. Uh, maybe you're right about this, man. Yeah. He I, did I think Deadpool, it's... Tomb Raider, Ogita Battle Angel, Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, now we're talking. Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah. See, I thought it was very simple and droning, and so like. I, what that called my attention to it. It's like, it wasn't, it was when we talked about this on the Holly episode, so, hol, uh, on the holiday episode where some, like you can tell when he's trying to pull the right heartstrings. It's just so telegraphed uh, where he's making his crescendos happening. But it was a lot of like repetitive over and over. Can you tell who his mentor stuff. is? Who's his mentor? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Well, Hans does, is way better though. I agree. But yeah. he does that same thing. Yeah. Think about like the, um, mm. Some of the the Batman, yeah. or the Superman scores, yeah, they, he, they just Hans drive, they pounding, they and like you know what he's, you know, what Hans Zimmer does the Christopher Nolan movies, right? Like so, you'll hear some like, of that, like the boom, like a good boom, example boom. for this one for Junkie, he will do like dun 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 like he'll just go like right up the scale just yeah. to, to build tension. It's just like you don't have to like get Johnny Greenwood to do a fucking do this thing, and then I'd be home free. Right, well, I will say the proof's in the pudding with some of his his post yeah Fury Road work. Doesn't yeah. seem to be the best, but maybe no. I'll, I'll be seeing Sonic the Hedgehog two in theaters, <laughs> so I can come back with a. Full- oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Why did we do this movie? Why? Because uh, uh, Mad Max, um, Road Warrior, and Thunderdome yeah, are all in our I, time period. It I, just fe- felt like it was outside. I just of thought, the- I feel this is. I, I felt like this isn't because it's not a sequel. I feel like this is kind of a standalone because it's not. Uh, um, but same director, though. but I wouldn't do like Beyond the Thunderdome first. Yeah, we got to do that. We have to do Mad Max. We have to do start Actually, with Mad Max. Yeah, was that 80? But I feel, yeah. Okay. But I feel like this is unique enough. Even though it's the same director. I know. 
But I feel like it's it not is different. It, it doesn't feel different. like a Mad Max movie. Yeah. Like I know, like it, it could be anybody. It could have been John Smith. Or like it doesn't, like it, this has nothing to really do with Mad Max. Yeah. Like I know he's in it, but like it could have been any generic. It could have been generic hero. Yeah. I think, I think almost think they just made it Mad Max just for the marketing. Well, Miller, I mean, I've Miller expected a trilogy after this too. Of Mad well, I guess Max. they're making, they're supposedly, well, you know, Miller, Miller has a really hard time getting financing for films. Um, which is why Happy Feet movies exist and stuff. Uh, he is supposed to be releasing Furiosa. I saw that 2024. <laughs> yeah. And we'll Anytime see. you see 2024, you're like, ah, it's a little far out there. Yeah, wouldn't they be filming that by now? Well, they filmed this. This this stopped shooting in 2013. I know. It took forever. And released to... 2015. It shows you how long it takes him to edit. Yeah. So like, I, I, I mean, with Miller movies, they're kind of, you know, you just like, all right, you kind of just hope they'll come out because there's no... But you're he's not so promised. old now. How can he do anything beyond? Furiosa? Honestly, man, after we did this movie, though, like I'm like, all right, he can. He he's he dressed like he's 25. I know. I just don't think he can do three more or two I, more. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't bet against him. Yeah, I mean, the Furiosa makes sense, but it, it is a prequel too. It's not. Uh, right, which I don't understand that either. Right. But they think they want their own Henry, don't they? It's that Joy uh, Anna. What's her oh. name? Uh, or Anya Joy, the girl from. Um, Last night in Soho. Yes, which I'm seeing. Uh, it's playing at uh, the Bridal Theater. Let me know how that in goes. January. It looks interesting. Yeah. I would see it. I love, of course, I loved her in The Witch. She was in, um, yeah, I think, I don't, I, they say her career is bowling. I don't really know her. Oh, yeah. Well, she did uh, the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Uh, right. She's yeah. done some stuff, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm seeing that uh, the weekend that Wilbur was supposed to take place, mm. Kirk's Wilbur show. Laura and I are just going to stay in Boston anyway. I'm going to cut that hotel. Why not? So yeah. um, I think I'm seeing a matinee that one of those days. Oh, there you go. Uh, we should do two tours then. Okay, let's do it. Uh, two tours is back. Woo. <laughs> yeah, check them out. Go to their website. They, uh, they've been like working really. So they spent like a lot of November and like the fall trying to get there, uh, working with this college. So they really like get the science down. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, some of the stuff they're doing, um, uh, with some of the products they're making, obviously. And then, uh, they spent the last month really working their website. So I recommend going to check that out at tutors.com. Yep. Um, they have a bunch of new products. So a lot of the ones we've talked about, some of the products we gave away at the live show. Yeah. You love the gummies. These gummies, these, uh, dragon fruit gummies are unbelievable. The best tasting gummies ever had ever. I would recommend buying those for sure. Um, but obviously they have, they have all the standards. They have the sugar, they have the, the oils, they have the stuff, oil. Yeah. They have all the stuff that yep. we've, we, the droplets and stuff that we've been talking about for a while but they have a ton of new products. So if you go there and use the promo code QW, I think it's 10, it might even be 15% off. It was 15 for December. I don't know I, if it still is. It might, might be. Oh yeah. Cause now we're January one. Right. So and, that might change at least 10, at least 10. Um, but, but def still definitely go there, check it out. It gets delivered. It's also free shipping. So it gets best part of that code. So it's getting delivery house for free. You don't need to leave your house. You can order this stuff. The, the gummies are great. I eat the gummies regularly. They're really good. Yeah. You're, like, you're a gummy I fan. Talk about all the time. But like I, but like, it's nice to have a product that you really genuinely enjoy. You enjoy it. Talk. It makes you feel good. It yeah. tastes good. It's packaged well. They do everything top notch. It's great. It comes like with that. your house. Yeah. It can't be any easier. Yeah. Uh, and the website is is brand new. They're doing all this, uh, new stuff to it. So definitely check it out. Uh, they have a bunch of new products. Um, they have stuff for dogs too, which yep. I think I might maybe get Melfi. Maybe looking at some of this oh, stuff. Just a little, uh, little, little rambunctious. Uh, that dog. Melfi's Christ. A little Melfi's bit Wayfield, Wayfield, great dog. Melfi you would think crazy. she'd learn a little bit from Wakefield I, I, about yes, how we, to be chill. Uh, we had the same thought. I mean, we're a year in, aren't we? Uh, almost two. She is. <laughs> she has calmed down in the last year, but a lot of energy that one. A lot of Melfi energy. is crazy. Yes, but she's getting better. But uh, but maybe some uh, maybe a little, little tutorials might help. Little, little, little uh, but yeah, you go to there, order uh, order what you're looking for. 
there's tons of stuff there. Um, and use promo code. They have uh, vapes too. Yeah. They have uh, what they have that blunt. That blunt that we um we gave away at the live show. A uh, promo code QW. We sound so old when we say that. You know, remember that blunt? Oh, we are so old. Man. old. <laughs> We're old. But if you like that blunt, you should get that blunt from two tours. Check it out though. It, it was it was legit. Like the way it's packaged, it was, it was huge. It was wild. Oh, it's gigantic. Um, it felt like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Uh, promo code QW two tours dot com. Check out two tours. They are the best. Without you, my friend, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come See you again. See you again by Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie. I don't even know. Is it Puth? Puth? How do you pronounce this stupid guy's name? Puth? Puth. Puth? Sure. I mean, I'm like, should I go figure out how to say this guy's name? No. Want to know why? I would respect him too much. Hmm. I would I would give him too much respect by learning his fucking name. Hmm. I'd rather call him Puff. Probably a nice guy. Why do you say that? Why do you think that this guy's a nice guy? He's well, probably he's probably an egomaniac. Well, Wiz Khalifa and him still like will play this. They played the song for Kobe Bryant, I guess, a couple years ago. Like, I guess Wiz Khalifa is a pretty nice guy. He's super chill. He's like this. He's you know, he really enjoys marijuana. He's a very chill guy. <laughs> uh, Ten thousand dollar a month uh, weed bill, by the way. Yeah, smokes he's, every he's, day. He's, he's he's well, two tours. You, you should get, get 10% off, house. right? I'll, I'll connect him with uh, the code word QW and see if, uh, um, see if I can hook him up. But uh, he just seems like, I guess, like everyone just kind of likes him. And then him and Poth Puth, Puth Daddy, uh, they, they are fr- they're friends. Are they? Oh, they're not friends, but they oh, work together. So but they, they, don't, they don't hate each other, so. Well, I hate this music, and I yeah, don't so. like them at all. I have, I have like a really, na- like, I think I have a weird emotional hatred for this song. Really? These people. Huh. And like, it, so it was written... <laughs> You know, it, they, they, it was written for the, the Paul Walker. Furious 7 right. Right, uh, during the famous Walker scene. Right. And I know, I mean, you're a big um, Fast and the Furious fan. I, I know, but I know you are, though. So the, the, the reason why, I, like, this bumps me out. Did you cry out, in the theater? It bumps me out because, listen to this. Here's Vin Diesel. Okay. Tough moment. But there was some solace in the fact that we were able to protect from the natural whim of a producer or anyone to say, well, now you're going to go avenge the character and use it as a plot. And we were able to do something so beautiful and so classy might be the best moment in cinematic history. (laughs) (laughs) I wish my voice sounded like that. He does have a cool voice. Uh, It's a little... Yeah, he's got a cool voice. Oh, yeah. It's really deep and nice. A little bit of nice. But, uh, yeah, best well, moment in my history. I, 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 I mean, for me, it's when, well, um, you know, Pacino comes out of the bathroom in Godfather and, yes. and shoots Salazzo, but No, but for, for Vin, uh, <laughs> not only of his career, like in cinema, cinematic history. Oh, okay. uh, and so, so it's a very famous scene that they're talking about. It's like the last five minutes of uh, Fast and Furious 7. Mm-hmm. And of course- Very famous. <laughs> well- no, I, I I remember after this came out, mm. seeing that interview with him and him talking about this. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he thinks that this is the Godfather. Like, yeah, he thinks yeah. that he legitimately thinks Fast and the Furious 7, was it called Furious 7 or whatever? I don't know the name of it, is like legitimately- You bought a ticket for it. What did you do when you bought a ticket for it? I did not buy a ticket for it. You went to the movies I did not go to the movies. No, I did not. You said uh, you saw this these. at home. Yeah, I saw it at home later on, but I didn't go to the theater, bought a ticket. Bought a 
a ticket. You bought. You you went and saw. I've never movies. seen a Fast and the Furious. You movie said you in the like theater. going to the blockbusters and seeing these two I movies. Have, <laughs> yes. You said that on the show a number of times. I'm not about Fast and the Furious oh, though. I, I said I've seen the Fast and the Furious. Mm. I have seen this movie, but can we just get back to the point here of him saying he's like he thinks it's like Oscar worthy movie. Like That's they were it. the whole cast, up and. I know it's it's because of the tragic death of Paul Walker, right. and they, so they've got this huge emotional attachment to this movie. But they're like, "Oh man, we really created something on this one. You know, we really created a piece of art. It's not art." So the famous scene is so he dies. It is a tragic accident. Paul Walker, he's got some weirdness about him. I don't know if you read about. Oh yeah, well, I'm very familiar. Some, with you, all right, some weirdness around that. But besides that weirdness, he seems like a weirdness. What we were saying, weirdness, like the accident itself. No, him, uh, him, like he dated a, a woman who was 16. Right. Seems like he did that a couple times. Yes, he was in a relationship with her for like seven or eight years right. after that point in time, but that's still weird. Yeah. I don't know too but many details. But by all accounts on the flip side, though, supposedly a very nice guy. Seems like a very well, nice, I mean, well, nice to work with, I should say, at least. Not only that, he yeah. does a lot of charity work. Yeah, he he was going to, a, a leave, even go, either going to or leaving from a charity event with his buddy right. who was driving the car. Going Seems 80 like, miles an hour and basically was in a 35. That, was it that fast? Yeah, 85 and a 35. Basically. Okay, so he was going too fast. A little bit. <laughs> um, but never going to be a double up. Yeah. Okay, so he was going too fast. I didn't read that part, but it, going too fast, but wasn't like on drugs. No, drugs, no, drink, no, drink, no didn't nothing in their, hurt in anybody. their systems. They hit the corner wrong. Sounds like a corner that they'd, they'd driven by a lot. Like right, it's but I guess a famous, it's a corner like a racing, it's a racing area. Yeah, exactly. Which is, our, which is like, you know. I know. This guy also like races in real life. Uh, yes, what are we doing yeah, here? he's right. fell a little uh, Superman, uh, right. but he wasn't driving. His buddy was no, driving. Right, but right. they right, so they hit a they hit some right. sort of they were in like a, a wall or, or a column Porsche, or something. Which has you yes. ever driven like a really nice sports car? They they don't hand like they're really hard to handle. They are. Yep, it's like it's scary. Like if you yep. move even like a quarter of an inch, the thing will totally turn. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like driving a regular. Like not like driving like a no, but a Ford. I, he loved cars. He had like thirty vehicles, thirty cars. So right. he, I think he was he was like Seinfeld loves to drive. You know, high octane cars. You don't on eighty five. I wonder if we would. No, he seems very like a very careful driver. Rules. So Seinfeld, why would you have these high performance machines if you're not going to open it up sometime? You're such ads. a fucking pussy. Come on, Pe- Seinfeld, why? put the pedal to the metal, you pussy. Why? Relax. Wait, so he's, he's got all these high performance vehicles. He does nothing in. He just like drives the speed yeah, limit. Yeah, nah. Right around New York. I mean, well, I, I, I hate, I mean, I don't even want to be shit to Jerry here, but I think Jerry might, it might be a, a little wisher approach than Paul Walker. Here, I think you're probably right. So, but he wasn't driving. So it wasn't Paul Walker. It was his buddy. Um, so, right. So hit a, hit some sort of column, right. bunch of trees, impact and fire. Like yeah. it, it bad, it's a bad, bad death. Very bad, sad. Bad, <laughs> bad death. Very sad. Death. Well, and he's young. He was like 40 something well, years like, old. I want to talk about it for or a second. 40. Uh, so they put you like, if you're, you know, I'm sure everyone remembers it wasn't that long ago, but think about like, 20, 15, yeah. 15. Yeah. 15. Uh, well, yeah, 2015 now, but that's yeah. not when he died. Um, no, I thought he died in 2015. Oh no. The movie came out in 2015. No, 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 no. Um, it's almost like I'm right. It was 2014. Uh, no, 2013. Okay. Okay. So this is my point I'm trying to make before Matt keeps uh, incorrectly uh, interrupting me. Yeah. So this was a weird time between, and the reason I'm just so like, it's, it maybe is so imprinted on me is it's when I was living in New York. So I moved to New York in December, uh, I'm sorry, in February of 2012. And I lived there in, until 2016, yep. uh, in summer of 2016. But the first couple of years, like I felt like young people died like all the time, like young famous people. And I mm. went back and I kind of checked. I'm like, am I right? So in February of 2012, Winnie Houston dies at 48. Yeah. In May of 2012, uh, Ad-Rock from Beastie Boys, Adam Yock dies uh, at 47. Wow. In June 13th of 2013, so this is a year later, but James Gandolfini dies, 51. Yep. 
And then November of that same year, Paul Walker's dead at 40. Yep. And then two months later, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman dies at 46. Yeah. So it was, and then, and then 2016 was the year you had uh, George Michael, um, Tom Petty and Prince all died like within like weeks of each other. I felt like, so like it was just we like this weird, and a lot of it had to do with drugs. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. And then Gandolfini, obviously, is success. Uh, and then, you know, obviously. Way uh, excess, yeah. Uh, Wayne Houston was drugs. This was. Um, well, Prince, too, was drugs. I mean. And, well, I mean, the music guys, right? Yeah. Prince, so was Petty. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you look at, uh, obviously, Bowie's cancer, but, uh, and so was Ad-Rock. But it was just like a lot of these younger, especially those first five, because they weren't even, the oldest one is Gandolfini, 51. 51. That's And it young. did feel like we went in this weird run where a lot of, like, really talented young people yes, died. Right. Um, and uh, Walker, and it was, it was shocking. The closest thing I can kind of recall it to. Recently, is Chadwick Boseman. Oh, I know. Right. Um, this last year, right? Yeah, you hear you like, it's just kind of, you almost like read like, the he, news he, over it like four times. Like, that, is it my reading? Bo- right? He was young. He, maybe he was 40 or he something. He was like, yeah, he's right on it too. Yeah. But you but you read the news over it like five times. You're like, am I, am I missing a word? Yeah. Um, And it was like that, but it was like that like every, I don't know, every few months for like a long time. Um, And luckily it hasn't, not only has it been as common. No, it doesn't um, feel but like But when that. Walker died, it was, I mean, they were right in the middle of this Fast and Furious 7 movie. Um, and the rumors are going to shut it down, but I mean, it would have cost so much money that they had his brothers come in to do stunt, um, to do stunt work or yeah, whatever, to body did. work, yep. doubles. They had another actor actually that looks just like him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they made the movie and they, you're right. They had this scene at the end. So they it. end up, right. So the last five minutes, well, I don't know if we need to give spoilers on that, on that, on that movie. Do you want to give gives a shit? It's 2014, 2015. Right. Don't watch Furious 7. Do something better. The end of the scene. Well, no, we're talking about it. It's in the video. Like we have to yeah, talk about this. Who gives a shit? Do we? It's a movie. If you don't want a spoiler for fucking Furious 7, then turn off the podcast and then never listen to it again. No, because listen to it again. Don't listen to our podcast. No, if you're going to be bent out of shape for Furious 7, there, is, there are now nine of them for fuck's sake. Ten maybe. Ten? Yes. Something. Oh my are you, God. And you, are you, but you watch these movies. I watched, you are the reason they exist. I watched, it was on TV. I have fucking Netflix anyway. It's back when I used to eat popcorn. I can't even eat popcorn and enjoy this movie. I won't watch them anymore because I ain't eat popcorn. Are you going to survive sucks. this decade, you think? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to live a long time. I'm going to outlive you. got a you lot of problems. And your terrible liver. I could You're going to get though. jaundiced pretty soon. It's going to oh, be ugly. I'm really, I'm really feel good. <laughs> My like, cat's fucking yelling at you again. Uh, why is he so active me. here? Why is he so active here today? I don't know. What's going on? Your cat. I don't know. You tell me. So they do this, like the last five minutes right. of the movie. And it's, and this is the, you know, this is the Oscar winning Best scene in cinematic. It's not that good. They're just sitting on a beach, and Paul Walker walks off to go like hang out with his family, and then um, Vin Diesel like leaves from the beach, and the friends are are like, "Hey, you're gonna say goodbye to oh, I can't remember his O'Connell or something or O'Connor. You're gonna say goodbye." He's like, "No, I'm not gonna say goodbye." Wow. It's like very you know yeah very poetic moment. Right. And he gets in the car. Oh, and they get to a stop sign, and guess who pulls up next to him? Paul Walker. And they give each other some little nods. But if you watch it closely, it's not Paul Walker. Like, it's, yeah, you it's, can tell it's like CGI. It's weird. It is weird. And you're like, oh, this is just weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's like they did something to his face. Obviously, it must of, have been yeah. probably, they probably put his face on his brother or something. But yeah. It's strange. And to think that's Oscar worthy. So then they fucking travel down the road and they're kind of racing a little yeah. bit next to each other. Fast yeah. and furious, baby. Yeah. More slow and more slow and melancholy and melancholy. And then they sort of divide yeah. uh, the, and the, the highway splits and they mm. go their separate ways. It's Fine. like. Okay, a little bit on the fucking nose. I mean, I know. I mean, I know you're. I mean, I know you're. You know, sad about this. Mm-hmm. But that's the way I feel about this song too. It's so on the nose. The lyrics are so dumb. My friend, and see you again. It, the melody is so dumb. And mm-hmm. I, I know they thought like they were creating art here, but they weren't. This is the worst kind of, kind of music. Eh. No, it's so bad. It's so bad because it does nothing. 
It does nothing. It's so, I was trying, I was like- but These what? movies do nothing. I know, but this is the, this is the, the music section of the, of the- I know, but this is- this Yeah, is I agree. In, you know, it's speaking to the movie. Yeah, but you can, yes, but they're right. But you could also, you know, you can make better art than this. The problem but, is top 40 music is not better art than this right it's now. It's funny though, like you are, you find this song to be like awful. Like you hate this song. I right? really hate it. It's, yeah, yeah, all right. It's- Bland is what I hate. But then you also will go see Fast and Furious. You say go see, you mean by go to the couch right, and You'll press watch the clicker. These movies. The wife and I just have our little but you time. Know, but, but we you, hold but hands, see, we eat popcorn. But do you see the hypocrisy there of some, to some extent? Not, well, once, you know, I mean, a, it's a strong word, but you know what I'm saying? Music, it means more to me than Yeah, than right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. Because I can, like, I'm not listening to music to shut my brain off. Right. But sometimes with movies, I am. Or to right. pass the time. I agree. But do you see why I get so angry with of Fast course. and Furious? Of course, yes, of course. But maybe I'm not or as Marvel. angry about this. And Marvel. I mean, this song does suck, though. And, and Marvel. Well, and Marvel, yeah, Marvel. Um, but you're not, you also don't make movies. Like, if this was your art, if movies were your art, I, I would think you'd be as angry as I am. I know, I am. I don't think you, I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily true. I think, I think you get too focused on making it. Like, like you can be a critic that. of something and not make it. I know, but you're saying why, you're saying, I don't know. I, I understand why you get angry about movies, of course, and Marvel, of course. I get it. Yes. Totally get it. This is why I get annoyed that you say you watch the movies. It's like, uh, imagine if I said, oh yeah, I'm gonna go listen to this song again. Well, you'd, you'd be like, why are you listening no, to this fucking you, shit music, When Chris? you're doing the fucking dishes, I know you listen to music. I don't, I don't listen to this. No, it's not good, is it? No. No, I, it's, yes, but hmm, it's different because movies are more complicated. There's a lot more going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if you use the word complicated and Furious 7 in the same sentence, but go ahead. Well, you know what I mean? There's like more stuff happening. It's not a, it's not a three and a half minute thing. Right. So, Which makes it even crazier you watch these movies, in my opinion. Because you're, now you're running two hours of your life. No, shit. because there could be an exciting car chase or there could be some, you know, there might be attractive people. Like there's nothing. <laughs> go to Pornhub. <laughs> much shorter films. It's true. It's true, but it's different than a three and a half minute song, which like, if you took a three, there's probably a three and a half minute part of this movie right. where I'd be equally as bored and mind numbed and mm -hmm. angry at, I, I'm sure, but there's more to it. I'm not here to defend the Fast and the Furious franchise, mm -hmm. by the way. I'm saying that, yes, I will sit through mind numbing, uh, <laughs> like sometimes visually stunning uh, material, but in music, I don't think there's a correlation there. Cause it's not, it's just not like that. It's like, it would be like me listening to the score of, um, of Mad Max Fury Road. And that's it. Like listen to two hours of that score. Yeah, I, so. I, I think it's actually more similar than you're going to, I think a lot of the same people too, that enjoy, uh, that enjoy like Marvel was basically a top 40 movie, right? I guess it's like kind of yep. like this, you know, mindless stuff that just kind of like plays the hits it just kind of keeps the train rolling. Like that's for- But a lot of this music you can have on in the background. You're not going to do that with a Marvel movie. Right. You're going to see it because there's a spectacle yes. element to it. There's a visual element to it. There isn't there with music. It's different. But it both pe but people are watching it to kind of shut their mind off. And people are listening to this to kind of shut their mind off. That's fine. And uh, those people I don't want to associate with. And I don't want this, <laughs> I don't want this song to have sold 20 million copies that year. 20 million copies. It was number one, like a lot, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, okay. Number one, one worldwide. It was number three in the United States on the, oh, on the Hot 100. Why are we doing it then? Oh, no, no, no. It hit number one. I'm oh. saying it, it, yes, it definitely hit number one right. for 12 weeks. That's what I thought. I said, I said <laughs> but it wasn't like 12 consistent weeks. Like it would drop off and go back on. Yeah. Like people really wanted this to go back <laughs> they on. They did. They did. Well, I couldn't. I really want to see it again, but, uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it, for the year it was number three in the United States, but number one single in the world, mm. the fucking world. People just eat this shit 
up. Yeah. You spoon feed it right the fuck in. Yeah. I guess it's like Marvel. I just think this is worse because it's so, like you can find another four minute song that would have done this better. Oh, you can find another two-hour movie that does it better too. I know, but it was so much. It's so much easier to produce a four-minute song that's way better than this than a two-hour movie that's better than this. You know what yes. I mean? Well, that costs a hundred million dollars to make uh, right. this song. This song, you could do it in your fuck. I could do that here. Yeah, like it's not right. The cost is not that much. It's just yeah. who's the who are the creative elements to this? Wiz? No, he's not a very creative fucking rapper. Maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe I'll come around to this stuff. I'm gonna. I'm going to see that Eternals movie this week. Can't wait till you see this shit. I know. I'm gonna see all these movies. I so. can't wait. You are gonna be so sick. It's gonna be like the kid after fucking Halloween who's eating the entire <laughs> big bag of fucking candy. Candy. You are gonna be so sick. You're gonna be Brewster's millions after this fucking year. It's you are be, not gonna want to spend any more minutes in a movie theater. It's after gonna be this. wild because like I'm gonna get uh, really jerked around because I'm going yes. to see like some classics. So it's either like old classics like The Apartment or Sabrina or Back to the Future. Or it's like Eternals or like these other like movies or like, you know. Even Afterlife. I just. Like Encanto or something like that. Like I, it's going to be a complete like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll be seeing it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come away with a, um, a greater appreciation of these kind of, kind of movies. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're going to be so angry. I hope so. By like mid-February, you're yeah, going to be maybe. so angry, I think. I hope you do get to see a lot of classics, but you've probably seen a lot of them already. So. I uh, so I haven't. So I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know if I've ever, I have never seen the original Sabrina. I'm actually looking forward to that. Audrey Hepburn too. Yes, I think so. Right. Right. Yeah. That, right? That'd be interesting. Yes. I haven't seen a lot of. I've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, yeah. I haven't a, seen a lot of her. I actually seen that at the end of the month because uh, they're doing an Audrey Hepburn month. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She'd be interesting to see because way before our time, but yes. like such an icon, she would be interesting to see a lot of her movies. Yeah, Breakfast is not particularly great the first time I saw it. I don't remember. Incredibly racist element. Mickey Rooney does this like, Mickey Rooney yeah, does Mickey like, Rooney. An, like an Asian person, like with the teeth and the voice. That's coming back to me, yeah. Like over the, like, re, like almost like, and it, like it's part of this like drama. Like it's so bizarre. Yeah. People have talked about maybe like CGIing that out. Nah. Just leave it's, it. It hard is hard. It is what it is. I mean, of the time, right? I, yeah. I agree. I don't think you should take it out. Yeah. I think mean, you can definitely can criticize it now. Absolutely. But you, but don't fuck up the art. The tough thing though is, if it were a phenomenal movie but had that in it, could you still give it like an A plus? Like, say it's an A it's plus hard. movie. It's so jarring. But that's so weird. That's hard so to say. So bizarre. I know. But to like, like imagine like I don't know. But you imagine The Godfather has has Mickey Rooney doing it. I was just saying, Godfather would be like Balky from Perfect Strangers. In there. <laughs> right. like, this is so weird. It like, would be why so weird. Balky keep popping up. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, you know? Like, he's telling, like, you know, Marlon Brando, like, like what? this is so fucked up. Yeah. Like, it would definitely like, detract from the film. It's, I think so. It's so bizarre. But that's tough. It's like, this almost like perfect movie, but because of where it was at the time. Right. Because know. of like one character. Does of that the time? Yeah. But you know, one character can make a big difference. It can. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this, this is tough. Very strange. So no, uh, right. But yes. So, um, but, Good luck yeah, with but that. I, I, but I'm sure there's going to be one of these fast and furious movies come out this year. Oh yeah. They come out every year. I'm sure there'll be like, uh, we're, we're doing rocks and Andreas, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. And then we got, um, and he does these things, right? He does. Yeah. And he did and Jungle then, Cruise. He's going to be Jungle Diesel. Cruise 2. Jungle Cruise 2. Vin Probably Diesel. not when you're seeing it, but. Uh, Vin will do a bunch of Vin stuff. Vin Diesel does these things. I saw Vin Diesel in Bullet Room. I liked him in that. Haven't seen him oh, since. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't think. I don't think I've seen the Vin. Uh, oh, I seen Pride Ryan. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pitch Black that. is a really cool yeah. like sci-fi film right. with him in it. Um, like but just kind but of. But all these movies talking about way we're all twenty years old or older. I know. We're, we're talking about nothing in the last two decades. Well, what's Vin Diesel done? These movies, hey, right? I think so. Hey, okay. You know, yeah. A check keeps clearing. Can't really blame the guy. Right. He's done. He's done. He's done nine because he wasn't in Tokyo. I mean, he's like. He's just. So rich now, like yeah, he is. 
Yeah, what does he have to do? He plays a lawyer in a Sydney Lumet movie. No, he does not. Yes, he does. Like one of <laughs> no, Lumet, Dog of the Afternoon. You know that guy, uh, Serpico. <laughs> yeah, so he he directed Vin Diesel's a lawyer, I believe. I think it's I forget what it's called. And after that, so everybody's like, oh my god, Lumet's done. Like you know, he's obviously this is terrible. Like he's he's a joke now. Talk about older directors. Yes, know? but then he did the movie with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Mercy Tomei. Uh, uh. when the devil knows you're dead. Whatever that's called. Oh yeah, he made that after the Vin Before Diesel movie. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Thank right? You. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a good movie. Yeah. So they're like, oh, what? Maybe the Vin Diesel movie was just like a, a miss for him, and then was he died. Until the Devil Knows You. I can't remember. Right, Something right. like that. Yeah. One of the one of the prepositions. But yeah, he did that after the Vin Diesel. That's movie. right. Because every, everyone was like basically saying, "Oh, this guy's finished." What fu- I wonder what movie that was. That's crazy. It's funny. I think he won the um, Lifetime Achievement Award, the Oscars, and they're like, Vin did? like what? "No, yeah." <laughs> uh, when Lamette got the award, but but like. When he got that award is when this Vin Diesel was coming out. Oh, no. So like he accepts the award and you're like, hey, like, right, sort congratulations, City like- Lumet. And then like the next commercial, <laughs> it must have always, you know, you tie this synergy. Yeah. The next commercial was like promoting this Vin Diesel Lumet movie. You're like, oh, take the Oscar away. What is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a way to end a career. Kind of end it. Um, what else? This song was now nominated for three fucking Grammys. See, this is the state of the world we're in. This is the world. This is the Drake. Grammys is don't like, count. Hashtag Grammys don't count. This is like, the other thing too is, I mean, they have to count a little bit. There's no other, what other music award ceremony no, is there? It doesn't matter. It doesn't work. I mean, it's got, you have to at least a little bit. I mean, if I want a Grammy, I'd find it, I'd feel good about it. I'd have to say. I'm surprised you haven't. Me too. Everybody else has. Shut up. I got three. Yeah. But this song, it's kind of like Imagine Dragons-ish too. It's got, it has the worst of all oh, worlds. Imagine Dragons got, better than this. What? Yeah, it's better. No, there's Imagine Dragons. Imagine is great. Imagine no, is okay. Like, like this isn't even like a song. I feel like this no, is like just kind of like they do like the whoa there is some part. That. So that's the Imagine well, Dragons. The time they did. Yeah, this is I the know. time when it came out. Right, I know. And Sam Smith is this. They wrote that for Sam Smith. Right. So it's he sounds like it. The Puff guy. Mm. Puff sounds like I'm saying puss with some sort of lisp. Mm. Puff. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Puth maybe. I don't know. Poot. I don't know. Puta. Putin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I perhaps maybe someone can correct us. I don't know. Probably not today. All right. Anything else by this? Um, no. No. Okay. So, we talked about the Walker stuff. And the song I sucks. I don't know. I don't have anything else. They're like, they're, they're, isn't, it's not even really a song. I feel like it's just like. That's the other thing is, oh, I, thank you for reminding me. I'm like, normally I, I try, whenever I, we start it, I play kind of like the most familiar part of the yeah. song. It's like what, the, like it's almost like two separate songs. You get the rapping section. Right. They don't really go but together. They don't go together. And, and, and there's no chorus, And neither really. one is really a song. No. I don't know. Uh, so this was the um, the song, the rap song with the, it was tied for Lose Yourself for the most weeks at number one. <laughs> rap song, most weeks at number one. Okay. But then taken over by this cool song by Old Town. Do you know Little Nas X? Yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was a monster. It's for some reason, I like him. Huh? I don't know. I, I think, think he's I think, more interesting. I don't know if people say he's corny or something. I think he's... It's him and Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes. Yeah. This is a monster hit. You weren't aware of this? Yeah, who listened to pop radio? You were in the city. No, I wasn't. This is more recent than that. This is Old Town Road. This came out oh, a couple really? years ago. I don't really pay attention. <laughs> You're going to get shit for this. Am I really? Yeah. I think I've heard this that. Like, that was like the biggest song. That of, sounds like, familiar. Like, but that was like the biggest song of like the last like three years of the decade. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. This was a monster. That's what I was saying. It was big. <laughs> but I just mean like for, I would much rather listen to him than someone like Drake or someone like Wiz Khalifa. The other thing I want to say about Wiz Khalifa is uh, Poochie was uh, front of house for uh, Wiz Khalifa on his tour right as this was happening. Uh, so front of house is you are on the board. So you are responsible 
for um for you know for the sound of mm. you know you're, you're kind of you're, you're the guy yeah. mixing it um which is that's a huge deal for a yeah. touring act until this summer when um or like early 2016 Wiz Khalifa is so big and Snoop Dogg decides they decide they're going to do a tour together oh. and they combine um they combine their 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 tech so they use all of uh, Snoop Dogg's people and pooches out of a job. Oh no! Yeah, so oh, I'm sorry, but he did front of house for Wiz Khalifa. Oh, did he like Wiz? I don't know if he had much experience with Wiz Khalifa oh. himself. He's had more experience with like Bob Dylan in weird ways. Yeah, like Bob will just kind of come out of the shadows and oh. say something weird and then go back into the shadows. I, I think a lot of times at this level, they don't really, they don't really talk to you. Yeah, uh, D- he always says Dave Matthews is. Amazing. Oh, and they're yeah. the whole band is they're like yeah. super nice guys. Yeah. And they tour because they know they're making everybody a lot of money. Right. I think they do that as much for the for the for the tech as they do the band. So I guess they're super, super nice. Huh. Um he's had some interesting people. Yeah. Uh, uh Grace Potter. Do you remember yeah, she, yeah, she yeah, got yeah, big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible people. Oh, really? Fucking asshole people. Really? Yes. Asshole, wow. vile, disgusting people. Really? Yeah. He was in a van with them for a while. Oh no. Yeah. Stories from the road with Poochie. Uh, so but anyway, so he was on list. Yeah, uh, he's on tour right now. I don't know who he's with. They, like, because they, well, I thought we were doing better with COVID, but apparently not. So they started opening shit up again, and people were on tour again. So he, uh, last I looked, he was he was back on tour, but I don't know. Um, what do you mean have him on? It's a two-man show. We have guests. Do we have, oh yeah, we could. I wonder. Uh, Compl- complex things are going at you here, Matt. <laughs> tough to wrap your head around. I know. It's yeah, okay. Tough one. I wonder if he might like to do that. It'd be interesting. What else? What, what the fuck were you doing? Uh, yeah. So this is so this is uh, not exactly this week, but pretty close. Uh, two weeks later, I went to a Mets game. City Field. I had season tickets, and I saw no hitter. You uh, did. It was my second no hitter. So the one I was yeah, talking yeah. about is the best one. Um, the first one in Mets history. I got. I was there when Johan Santana on June first, two thousand twelve. Loved him. Wild no hit. I mean, the first one in Mets history. It was just a wild experience. It was incredible. I just got in my season tickets a couple months earlier, so it was re- really just cool um, ex- New York experience. The second one was much, 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 much more low key. In fact, most people don't even remember it, which is completely understandable. Um, it was June. It was also in June. It was June fourth. I could be wrong. June fourth, June sixth of two thousand fifteen. Fifteen, of course, the year the Mets won the uh, won the National pennant. I'm wearing yep. my Mets hoodie right now, actually. There is. Um. So, the, but it, this in June they had not gotten uh, Cespedes yet. They had yeah. not gotten uh, Juan Uribe or Kelly Johnson. Like the lineup was, in, and Dave Wright was hurt, so the lineup was really in kind of rough shape. Sure. So they were great pitching because you had Degrom, you had Harvey, you had kind of the the core. Uh, Syndergaard, I think, had almost been called up. Had just been called up. Uh, Matt was on his way. Like you had yeah. this great pitching staff, Cologne. But the hitting was was non-existent. Uh, that was pretty much the case my entirety of time living in New York. Great uh, pitching staff, not a good really line. Really bad hitting, yeah. yeah. And sometimes the hitting was really bad. It's too bad. Uh, and um, I like pitching, so I was okay with it. But uh, so, but on this day though, they're playing the Giants, uh, and the pitcher's name is Chris Heston. Um, he's a 27 year old rookie. He did pitch a time. He had a cup of coffee the year before, but this was his truly his rookie year. And um, he went out, pitched nine no hit innings, no walks. I'm um, sorry. Was there maybe an error? It wasn't a perfect game. A guy yeah. might have reached on base once. Uh, 11 strikeouts. Incredible performance. One of the best pitching performances I've ever seen in my life. It was just a moment where this guy just had everything going yeah, against the yeah. right team. Plus, City Field is kind of a pitcher's park to some extent. Um, and it all just came together for him. Uh, he ended up finishing the year 
like 12 and 11 with like a 370 RA. And then the next, he only started one more game the rest of his career. Oh. Um, he just had this one season, which was okay. And he had one game. One like magical all day. Came yeah. together and he was just, he, he, it was. So it wasn't just like amazing defense the entire time. He pitched no, a good game. No, it was In fact, the Johan one was way more lucky breaks. You had the Mike Baxter catch, um, Mike Baxter from Queens. Uh, he was like a fifth outfielder more or less. And he was the, not a very good defensive player. And he went back and made this amazing catch against the wall. He ended up breaking parts of his ribs oh. and it ruined his career. Oh. Uh, and then there was also um, a ball Beltran hit that was probably fair. They called foul. <laughs> like there were a couple <laughs> like lucky breaks with yeah. stuff, but we have to, it was just, it was like a really pure no hitter. It was like, Oh, this guy's went out and dominated. And like, it was like no question that like it was in his head. He struck out 11 guys. It was, yeah, it was like yeah. just completely dominant. Um, with that, uh, watching it was kind of bittersweet. And obviously Johan, one of Mets fans was like, this is great. Um, so this, I'm like, eh, what do I want here? Am I rooting for the no hitter? Am I rooting for the Mets to win? Cause the Mets were, they were around, like up to that point, they're around 500. Like they were in the chase. It wasn't like a meaningless game. Obviously they went on to make the playoffs but because of that late surge, but they were definitely in, in the chase at this point. Right. And you're like, Oh man, I don't want the Mets to lose this game. But at the same token, like to see no hitters, uh, pretty critical. Cool. See, and then my second, like how many people can say they saw two no hitters. Right. So, um, by the ninth inning, I was rooting for no hitter. Yeah. And, um, well, how lopsided was the score? It was, a, oh yeah, it was, it was, a, it was not close. Okay. I so I mean, yeah, at that, that score, point, I'm sorry. That it was not, no, no, it wasn't like a one nothing game. At, at that point. Right. At that point, yeah, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Um, and then like, like the mess of the bats to come back anyway. So, uh, but it's wild. So it's, it just got me thinking, um, oh, so then just as a quick code of that story. So, um, I almost saw three no hitters. So I had tickets to the second to last game, which was a double header, uh, because the Saturday game got rained out, it ended up being a double header on a Sunday, I believe against the nationals. Um, and I had tickets and I didn't go cause I knew the playoffs were coming up. And it was a rainy day. I, I, I kind of never, I went to, I went to 50 games a year. I'm like, I'm not going to sit in the rain. Like, right. you know, especially with this game's meaningless. It means nothing. Um, and it was Max Scherzer pitching. I'm like, well, I've seen Scherzer pitch a bunch. Like, I'm not going to go. And he pitched like a 17 strikeout. Trainer, like <laughs> completely dominant. Um, and I was watching on TV and I was just like, I was getting so angry. And we met up with friends later that night. And I was like in such a volatile <laughs> mood. Like I was so mad. I'm like, I come, like I kept saying, I could have stopped three no hitters. Like, right. I had the, t- I had the ticket. I had like the, I had the ticket in my hand, like, in my hand. Like, I, could have, it was just like subway ride. I could have just gone. Uh, uh, yeah, I was not happy about it. Um, but I saw two. I've seen two, so that's pretty good. Um, but um, it just got me thinking, like, I saw Chris Heston's, like, greatest professional day by far. Absolute peak. Yeah, like his, but like, it was not even peak is the right word. It was like this moment of greatness. Like, one moment where you were unbeatable. Like, and like, what a cool feel. So I've seen, I've been lucky. I saw the Celtics win the title. Uh, I got to go to those NBA final games. So I saw like that Leon Poe game and yep. his game two of the NBA finals. And that was like his greatest moment. Like yep. that, but he still had like a decent career. Like he still had, he was like a you know, good bench guy for himself, just teams for a while. Like Heston had like one moment, like one game, one night. And Poe, I guess did too, but Poe, it's a little different. The stage was bigger. And Poe also had some other games. We had more points mm. or more rebounds uh, in regular season. Like Heston never had anything like this ever again. He did end up shutting the Mets out on seven innings, like a couple weeks later. Mets just couldn't hit this guy. Um, but you know, that's a pretty, you know, other than that, I said, the guy hasn't made it, has made one major league start since then. And now he's out of baseball. Like, yeah. It's just wild to have like one year where you're uh, a competent starting pitcher. Cause imagine like how high he would have been after that. And just to think like the, 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 the if, if he was a young guy, 27, 27 year old rookies, so you probably, so there is, it's not like you're a 19 year old phenom. No, it's true. But finally you're there. All that hard work and everything finally got to the show and you just together. pitched a uh, no hitter. And you must think, oh, like I can do this for a few more for a few more right. years. I'm probably not going to pitch a bunch of no hitters, but but there's a lot of optimism there. Right? You make it. Oh, maybe I can pitch on to hit for agency. You might have those kind of thoughts. Yes. Hey, can I can I right. pitch? I know. Right. Know. 
So that got me thinking, like, what would I rather have? Would I rather have a no-hitter in my back pocket um, and have one season, basically, in the majors? You know, one plus season. So you don't, you know, you, you might not be eligible for full pensions, sure. things like that. Right. You never hit, you never hit big money. No. Or would you rather pitch for four years um, and have, like, a... So you still never hit free agency, but you're, uh, you know, you make a hundred major league starts, but you have like at least, uh, you know, four years in the bigs, but you never have that one moment and you, you never really make the play. You just have kind of a middling, I'm trying to think who's even a, a comp of like some like, uh, who's like a good comp of that. But, uh, I, I, I want to say Aaron, C. Aaron C actually won a world series. He had did like, you say Aaron Seeley. Yeah. He had a nice yeah. career. He won like 120 games. Right. He won a world series with the angels. Um, I'm trying to think like a Red Sox pitcher that would be like comparable. Um, I can't Four think of years. one. Yeah, because they were either like Red Sox pitchers, like like Eric Hansen, but he hit free agency. Like he had, and he pitched for Seattle for a while. But yeah, I guess a guy just pitched for like four or five years and like was a eh career. Never, yeah, a never won a ring. Maybe. Never got to, never got to go to World Series. Yeah. Never got to go to an All Star game. But was a competent guy for three or four years. I'll tell you what I would prefer, and that's that, because then you're at least spending three or four or five years in the big leagues, like living your dream. You know, around. I'll always play. remember Chris Heston's name. You will, but no one else will. Uh, I think Giants fans would. I mean, you could, I mean, Giants fans, like, remember, the, so the Giants were also in this, that was the end of their run. Right. Which you were in San Francisco yes. for, but so yeah. you had like Lincecum, you had yeah. and Bum Garner, who, you know, both those guys, two yes. no hitters. So you had, so it was almost like that one kind of gets lost in the shuffle. It's what I compared to like the Red Sox when, you know, the Red Sox had Clay Buckholz, so no hitter. They had, um, obviously, um, uh, who else to run uh, that I'm, I'm flaking on? Hideo Nomo threw one though. That's the one everyone kind of forgets. That's true. I forgot about that. And everyone does. Um, Cause it happened in the very, very beginning part of one. It was like a rainy day. It was Don Rizzo's like second game calling game, calling games. And everyone forgets about that one. Um, so maybe you're right. So even like Red Sox fans. Did? Cause Veritek caught four. Veritek caught a bunch. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting someone that threw like It two. wasn't, um, who the fuck did it? It wasn't. Oh, Lester. John Lester did. Yeah. Um, and Schilling just missed, right? Didn't he just almost yes. just miss a no hitter? So did Pedro, um, right? Wasn't Pedro, Pedro Threw Pedro, a one hitter. Pedro, Pedro threw oh, Pedro threw a nine inning no hitter with the Expos, but then they lost in the tenth inning. It was just tied. Right, it doesn't count. I thought he did for the Red Sox. He pitched like yeah. a, he just was out pitched. I thought he gave up one hit over nine or something. He's done that. Yeah, that's he pitched one hitters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think it was like a. Oh, he, well, no, it was the Gerald Williams game against Tampa, right? When they got the fight, I think that was a late inning, one hit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have you right. So you know, guys. You guys can't throw no hitter and still kind of fall into anonymity a little bit, I guess. I'm just trying to think of like what's better though, having having the experience of being in the big leagues for five years or having, I think having some that, people remember you but for not, one yeah, but thing. Having also yourself. You had one moment in time where you were the best and no one could hit. You had like one glimmer of greatness. Yeah. That must be a really cool feeling. Oh, like, hey, but one day I was invincible. Yeah. That's better than almost anyone else can say. You're the top level, the top, you were the, the tippy top of everything. I'd rather the experience. Cause then you, you, I don't know. I just have a long memory of, of all the but awesome people play I made. kind of eh, teams and you're like, eh. yeah, It'd still be fun to do. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you give like, if you could go back, play five years of baseball, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Right. And you have like a, eh, you have a couple of baseball cards yeah. and you could write right. and, and you, and you would have made more money. Yeah. And you because just like be on your the field. fourth or fifth year of arbitration, you're making a million dollars. Right. And in right. front of 35,000 people, right. like, uh, I mean, right. I think when you, fa- when you factor in the money, you might be right. Like I might see your side of it, but if you, if the money is not a factor, I think I would rather have the one day of like, all right, one day I, I was, I was unhittable. I was yeah. unbeatable. But you're right. When you factor in the money, it gets a little harder Yeah. Um, to turn down a million dollars. It is. Um, I also think it opens doors. You maybe you can go into coaching afterwards. I don't know. You, you, could, do that, you could do that one year too. I though. guess you could. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, especially you got no hitter in your belt. Like yeah. you at least have some sort of, but yeah, but seeing Chris Heston, uh, it was a pretty cool experience. 
uh, you know, the, the stadium was kind of half empty. Like, and it was just kind of like this. People were like, people gave like a play clap afterwards, <laughs> but people really didn't know how to react. It was a strange. It was, I never heard a stadium quite sound like that before. Yeah, the other thing is he didn't do it on his home field. Right. That, that would have been um, like, right. Off the charts. Amazing to do right. that. Compared to Johan, where yeah. it was just like this wild right. experience. And then you have it, you know, this kind of no one, someone who like people were just making like Charlton Heston jokes about his name. It's <laughs> Chris Heston. Like no one had any, you know, knowledge of who this guy was, cared about this guy. The Giants don't come to town enough to really, they're not rivals of the Mets. So it was almost like this guy's weird, forgettable situation. It was on a weeknight. It was this weird, forgettable thing. And, but yet it was still this, like you saw greatness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, a, I'm so happy I went to that game. I'm really, I'm, I said it, the cool thing for me is I got to say, I saw two no hitters, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I spend 90% of my time when I talk about no hitters. I'm about the Ohan one though. I don't, yeah. the Heston one's like this afterthought. Right. But. Yeah. Cool. All right. Headlines. Sure. Okay. Uh, so we're in May of 2015. So the reason I, I say that is because it might give us a little bellwether of what to expect in May of 2023. Because Martin O'Malley, George Pataki, and Rick Santorum all announced plans to run for president. Yep. So that's a year and a half before the election. Yep. So is that kind of where we are now, I guess, when people start running that early? It'll be um, May of 22, not 23. No. Because isn't the election, um, when's the election happen? Let me see. 24. 24. Yeah, November 24. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, May, I guess. Right. May of 23. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Years are tough. <laughs> I struggle. They, they all know that. You have so, a hard time counting too because the distance between uh, zero and one. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, <laughs> I don't have a hard time. Matt, Matt struggles with like logistics with dates and numbers, like more so than maybe than I do. But then Matt, but Matt is so indeed that he's right. So he'll be like, I'm right. It's like, wait, wait. But like, like I'm always right about the date stuff. Like that's being me saying like with the producing stuff. If you're like, ah, it doesn't like, I'll be like, oh, no, no, you're wrong. No, I'm just, I'm thinking about it out loud with but you. But your first instinct is to be like, that you're no, right. I'm just saying, wait, no, that's no, no, it is. Your first no, thing is that the other person's no, wrong. No, don't, don't take it that way. I'm no, just, it's just what you I'm do. It's funny. Out loud. I right. enjoy it because it allows me to mock you when you're wrong. Great. So it's a fun, it's a really fun five seconds for me because you'll say you're wrong and I know I'm right. So I get to like sit and like I watch you. I say you're wrong. It's like, wait a minute, isn't it 2022? That's how I say it. That's casual. Also, how you remember things is funny because oh, uh, when we had Laura on, you were like, uh, you said I. And we both, you said like I brought you here. Check the tape. Yeah, you said I. I did not. It's, you didn't check the tape. It literally says that. I forgot all about it after it was done. <laughs> I, once again, it's a, he's such a strange person. Uh, such an odd, odd man. Uh, anyway, so, Cleveland so, Cavaliers. And no, Gold, wait, wait. Oh, do, you want to stick with this? Oh, I was just saying, like, I just wanted to just oh, give yeah, it that time, you know, like, hey, like, because when we were kids, people would announce that the, the, they would run, like, you know, I don't feel like it was that far back. Maybe no, it like, feels like a year mid, and a half. Mid-term when course, people were announcing. It didn't really help O'Malley, Pataki, or Santorum. They were all toast yeah. by... Iowa, I felt like, or at least New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors both make the NBA Finals. Right. This is the first time the Warriors made it in that run they had. Um, of course, they they won in six games against the, the Cavs, who yep. just got LeBron James back. Um, but the story I think that most interesting was uh, John Forbes Nash from A Beautiful Mind, yep. the, the real guy, and his wife Alicia uh, died in a car accident on May 23rd. Mm. Uh, he had just won the Abel Prize in Norway, and he was flying, he flew back, uh, and they went to Newark airport and jumped in a cab. He wasn't driving, he jumped in a cab and the cab driver lost control of the cab on the way home and hit a guardrail and both John and Alicia with, they weren't wearing seatbelts in a cab. I mean, I'll be uh, lying. I don't, I never wear a seatbelt in a cab. I probably should. I just don't, 
Um, and they both got flown from the, ejected from the car and they both died. Yeah. Um, he was 86, she was 82. Um, and I read uh, the article that was really interesting. was two years later, they went and they talked to his son. He has, a, he has two sons. He has one son with the first wife that they neglected to put in the movie <laughs> that he abandoned his family. Oh. And uh, the second son that we had with, with Alicia, both sons are named John, by the way. And his name is John, so. That's odd. fucked up. But the youngest son is Johnny, I guess. And um, Johnny has a lot of the same schizophrenic issues that his father has. And, yeah. and um, it's can barely uh, take care of himself. But I guess he's really stepped up in this time. They were really worried, like, oh, my God, like, with the parents dead, especially this horrible, tragic, instant way, like, there's no closure. It's just, you know, a brutal way for two older people to die. You just would never expect that. No. And um, he's actually been doing a good job, I guess. I guess he's been, you know, at least, you know, as of 2017, he's still you know, doing his best he could to keep the house up and, and to kind of keep, I guess he's a genius, a brilliant man, but he has right. some major issues that make everyday life very challenging. And he says his only regret though, which is so sad and completely understandable. He's like, I was going to go to Norway with them, uh. but I, I didn't feel well. I was having like a rough time. And he said, just go. And, and um, he's like, if I had gone, I, they'd be alive. And I, I'm sure he's right. Because just from the time, he probably would have gotten into a different cab. Yep. Like they would have been quicker to move in the terminal sure. or what have you. They just got in the wrong cab. It was just simply just bad luck. Um, so he, but he, but he says he has no regrets about his, he, he said he, he's okay with how his parents died because they both were old and they died together and it was quick. So it was like, and it's a pretty good way to put a yeah, handle on it. Yeah, if you're in it. your 80s at that point. But like yeah. still though, I mean, just the brutality of that. With that actress, Alicia Witt, um, the redhead actress, she's in uh, one of the episodes of Sopranos. She plays in the episode D Girl. She was also in that show Sybil. But just last week, she came home for Christmas or someone, had, no, sorry, someone called her and her, both her parents, late 70s or late 80s, dead in the house. And it wasn't carbon monoxide, and they don't know why. Um, uh, so that was the last I read. That's weird. So yeah, when you lose both parents like that instantly, you don't expect it. I've never lost anyone close to me instantly. I've, I've lost like acquaintances or family acquaintances suddenly, but I've never lost anyone super close to me, and that must be really jarring. I would say so. Um, is that it? I think so. So we're back tomorrow with San Andreas mm -hmm. and a The War on Drugs song. Yes. That we'll uh, talk about tomorrow. All right. So Anything back, else? Back tomorrow. And then uh, next week, we're back with our free show, which is? You just said, oh, it's planes, trains, and automobiles. That's right. Yes. Yes. Good. All right. Talk to you.